Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I am good. I've started the day by reheating a Burger King uh, burger. Uh, oh my god <laughs> in the microwave and that's tea. what i'm eating and i'm having a cup of coffee and i'm speaking to my friend chris broad in his studio so yeah everything's going fantastic my end why are you microwaving a burger king burger what's happened to get to this point pete <laughs> how did it get so bad well <laughs> i'd usually go out for breakfast on a saturday or make uh, something but i didn't have time because i slept in because I, I drank too many uh, proseccos last night oh dear <laughs> oh dear oh dear oh you dear, make me feel oh good dear. about myself i've just eaten yeah. a karyage kun do you know what karyage kun is pete oh uh a chicken baby <laughs> i don't know yeah pretty much chicken yeah, yeah chicken yeah. man chicken boy it's if you like fried chicken as i do right i've i've betrayed the good people at family mart this year more than any other. Mm. I've been going to Lawson's. Lawson's are up their game. They're now my favourite convenience store and they have the best range of foods, both hot and cold, I think. And uh, mm. they've got karyage-kun. They're like little chicken nugget style things in a box. You get a little toothpick oh, with it and you can right, okay. fish out those five pieces. But they've got a little character called uh, karyage-kun, literally, literally like karyage-kid, and he's a little <laughs> chicken and he tastes oh. delicious. <laughs> that was my That's dinner. so cute. And a bit weird. It is a bit weird, but it's very delicious and thoroughly convenient, right? Problem with Family Mart chicken is when you bite into it, the oil just goes everywhere, all over your hands, all over your favourite jumper. It's a Mm. bloody nightmare. Whereas with Karyagi-kun, you get a little toothpick, so you don't have to worry about oil. (laughs) The the, the deliciousness of chicken in a convenient and easy to walk around with form factor is brilliant. Tiny little pincers, tiny little wooden pincers. Very magic. Magic. Sumayoji. I, uh, I've also just finished editing a uh, extended tour of the Abroad in Japan studio, which will be out. In fact, it's out now. If you listen to this, mm. guys, it's out on the Chris Abroad channel, the top secret second channel for the day where I have to leave Japan or I get deported. And then I've got a channel name that's not Abroad in Japan. I could be anywhere. I could go to Iceland, <laughs> Argentina, the Philippines, and I'll be right. fine because it's called Chris Abroad. As long as I'm abroad, <laughs> as long as I'm not in the UK, I could do whatever I want on that channel. But I've done an extended tour of 18 hidden spots around the studio because I think uh, in, the, in the main tour, it was more of a... Look at me, I'm clever. I've got a studio right. video, right? Just showing off to Natsuki and Connor and Pete. 
Whereas mm. this tour is a bit more in-depth, shoving down the alleyways, showing the little details that make this set so damn spectacular. And the little things that you can't even see on camera, uh, they're hidden away. So right. should be a lot of fun. Check it out. I think yeah. you'll appreciate it, Pete. So, t- so tell Although, but by the time this comes out, it's going to be out. Because I'm just looking on the bar now. I'm looking... Uh... It's coming I, out. I don't it's even. Out, yeah. I don't even out, remember. Yeah. I don't remember sort of seeing uh, this video on your abroad thing. You, uh, you're inside your favourite bar in Kyoto. I don't think I even watched that one. Oh, there's uh, so much content on the Chris Abroad channel that I don't know about. That wow. was the show where I went to a gin distillery or a gin bar and did mm. an interview for two hours, but I drank eight cocktails of fifty-seven percent gin and got <laughs> obliterated. And at the end of that, uh-huh. I had to cut, I went out and I edited that live show because it got so bad at the end. I'm like really trying to do an interview and I'm like, oh, 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 it's really embarrassing. It's not my fault though. It was a technical issue, right? We did that live stream right. twice. We yeah. did the first one. It lasted 20 minutes and I had about two or three cocktails. And then yeah. there was an issue and we had to start all over again. Oh, so no. we started from scratch and I had like all the cocktails all over again and yeah, I, I don't really remember what happened, but I had to go back and edit that video just because it was just such a mess. I was a slurring wreck for most of it, and uh, it was quite embarrassing. A lot of fun though. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking at you now. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, you, you look loose. I'm, I'm going to say you look, look loose, Chris. Great lighting though of the Kenobi bar. It was really Brilliant. good. It was, it was, it was like the most high class live show ever done. The only downside was my presentation wasn't so great, and it was sponsored as well. It was a sponsored oh, live go. show because the it was Kinobi, a really great gin brand, right? Probably the best mm. gin brand in Japan. Uh, mm. No, they are. They definitely are. They've got great craft gin. I know the owner, Dave, is a good friend. And uh, they had their anniversary, I think five-year mm. anniversary. So I came down for it to celebrate. And then I got really drunk and made a twat of myself. And you can watch it all now. <laughs> Two hours of glory, an hour and a half after I cut it down. We've got a story this week from Gabby from Brisbane. Australia. Hello, Chris and Pete. Today's story comes with a stellar recommendation for activities to do in Kyoto. Ah, speaking of Kyoto. For Christmas, before our trip to Japan in early 2020, my sister brought us an experience in Kyoto, a walking tour with Japan's last samurai. Is it Ken Watanabe? No. I wasn't sure what to expect. We arrived at the designated location and waited for this legendary samurai to arrive. He eventually emerged through the crowd of people, samurai robes and all. It was almost comedic. <laughs> this was when we met Samurai Joe. Is it actually called Samurai Joe? Samurai The 92-year-old samurai. To say he was a legend would be an understatement. I'd like to cover a few highlights from our walking tour with Samurai Joe. Well, When we met him, He offered us a book he had written on Japanese tourism and customs. We asked him to sign it for us, and he wrote down 1929 and a dash and asked us what it meant. He told us 1929 was the year he was born, and we could write the year he died after the dash. Wow, such convenience at every turn. (laughs) (laughs) While describing the importance of water at shrines, he said to us, I let you try other special water today. It's 33% alcohol. On our walk to the Imperial Palace, we stopped by many small stores, selling everything from sake to lacquerware. All store vendors were very excited to see him and our tour group. We learned the importance of parking your bike legally in Japan. As we watched one of the tour members' bikes get taken away by the police as it was illegally parked outside a shrine. <laughs> Surprised Samurai Joe didn't kick in with his sword. Stop them. Yeah. Uh, and for the highlight of the defend. tour, he did a swordsmanship demonstration, chopping apples thrown into the air, Bamboo held by volunteers. And for the big finish, he cut an apple 
and a daikon radish in half on the stomach of a volunteer. That volunteer happened to be my boyfriend. He was determined to experience it. Very brave man indeed. Uh, fortunately, no blood was shed that day, and the stunt was met with great applause for a 92-year-old man that could both walk and swing a sword very fast. In all seriousness, it was an amazing tour. The man has an amazing story. Joe Okada is his name. If you ever decide you'd like to interview him for a future video, Chris, maybe he'll cut some vegetables on Ryotaro. That would make for some quality viewing. Uh, keep up the great work, Gabby from Brisbane. And she sent a video as well of Samurai Joe. Sure. And he's, it's quite impressive, isn't it, Pete? Have you seen the video? It is. Like, so a man <clears throat> is lying on the ground. He, he looks slightly worried. And Joe is kneeling upon him, uh, dressed as a, in, his, in his... It just looks like this is... Um, his pyjamas, to be honest. But he is kind of like, it's not like full kind of warrior. Samurai gear, robes, just, just, just Well, is it? Or, uh, anyway, he's, he's sort right. of kneeling over the top of him. And uh, he he sort of does that thing where he just holds the scabbard of his sword, pulls it out really quickly, chops the apple and the daikon radish that's on the lad's belly. Uh, and the apple goes straight through. The daikon does not, <laughs> but he separates it after to sort of go, look, I chopped through it. But you look at the video... And he doesn't really chop through the daikon. So I think it may have been a stunt daikon. I think it was like a pre-prepared, chopped up daikon for the thing. Because, look, you can't be chopping up tourists. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, but I mean, the sword still goes pretty close to the guy's chest, right? Oh, yeah. He did not fake it and it was pre-chopped or whatever. It looks like the sword is about a <laughs> centimetre from chopping straight through Gabby's Boyfriend, like I don't and think the guy's I would do it. In his nineties, no, I don't think I would do the it. Guy, if the guy's in his nineties, ninety-two-year-old man with a, yeah. a pretty heavy sword, there. What if he misjudges Ooh. and and Gabby has to leave with her boyfriend in two pieces? Fortunately, oh. that didn't happen. <laughs> but uh, that's pretty cool, though. I, yeah. I, hopefully, he's still around. I'll check him out. Could be a good little yeah. video. Samurai Jade, well, the last Samurai. I, I mean, I the way he's kneeling, I can't kneel like that, and I'm forty. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> That's all those years playing football, Pete, probably. Mm. <laughs> uh, we've got a story Badly. this week. The world's first operational bus train dual mode vehicle to start service in Chicago. I know you're way more excited about this than I am, Pete. It's a bus <laughs> that could go on roads and railway tracks. It's set to enter service next it, next month in the Chicago region, the, uh, the mm. smallest of Japan's four main islands. Uh, and it will run on a 50-kilometre course connecting the town of Kaio in Tokushima and the city of Murohoto in Kochi Prefecture, of which 10 kilometres will be on a railway track. Three will be in operation uh, going, and each with a capacity of 23 passengers. That's quite impressive, though, the idea that a bus that can go on the railway lines for a little bit and then just just sneakily like get off the railway, like mount <laughs> off the railway lines and just drive along a normal road. I've never seen anything quite like it. Is this a real thing? It's like one of, it's like it's one of those duck buses you see in London. That, uh, oh, I, I, the duck you don't bus, really yeah. see them very often. You see them in Liverpool. You don't see them in uh, London anymore. You never see them going up and down the Thames. Weird. But yes, it's 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 a multi-use vehicle that can ride on rails and can also ride on just the the, the street. I, I just like the fact that it, it takes about 25 seconds to convert into a train or convert into a bus. I really like fast. that kind of really really slow trans. Well, yeah, but like it's not like a transformer going rah, 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 and then just turns <laughs> into something else. It's very much a he presses a button, he waits about 15 seconds, and now he's a train. I think it's wonderful though. It's such a good idea because like during earthquakes and stuff, like you say, um, it might be you know some train tracks are inaccessible, so it can just fuck off on a road. <laughs> and I quote, <laughs> I mean. It is pretty unique. Part of me wonders 
if I should go and film it before someone else does and get on it because it, it could be good. I don't know if my audience will appreciate it. It's a bit of a Tom Scott video, isn't it? You know Tom Scott with his educational yeah. YouTube video? That's a Tom, Tom Scott. Scott video. Tom Scott. <laughs> He'll be doing that when he comes over. But uh, it it's pretty cool. The fact they're using it as like a draw card for tourists for that area because that area yeah. is pretty deprived of tourism. Um, and I mean, I, I only went there what, two, three months ago, right, with Connor for a wacky weekend. And uh, mm. it's a beautiful part of Japan, but it's just so damn inaccessible. So maybe the bus train craft. What's it called? What's the actual <laughs> name of it? The DMV? DMV, DMV I guess. What's that? DMV. The, the, Diesel-powered bus. The uh, mega vehicle. <laughs> de- <laughs> uh, but uh, fair play to it's them. It's cracking. Well I like it a lot. I love, th- I love the way how, like, train transport is such a big part of domestic tourism in Japan across the board though. Like I feel like in the UK we don't we're sort of beyond that point now where we get excited about trains. But in Japan they still have all sorts. They have like the the cat train in Wakayama where they have the train station when there's a cat that sits in a box and they call him the train conductor. Uh even though it's just a cat with a hat on. But it brings in like ten million dollars to the economy every year. So <laughs> trains work. That's that's yeah. the main takeaway from this. Will you be riding work. on it, Pete? Will you go out of your way to ride I'd, it? I'd love to go. To, and, and I very much like, a pre, I, I always say that I fall asleep as a plane takes off because it kind of tilts you back in your seat, doesn't it, when, when a plane takes off. So if it this does. kind of bus, when it converts into a, I think when it converts into the train part of the bus train uh, whole picture, um, it does tilt backwards a little bit. So I'm, I'm bang up for that. I love that. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> There you go. It was a worthy investment already, just to get yeah. Pete Dawson down there. Um, apparently, <laughs> oh, it was developed in Hokkaido, but uh, it was mm. developed in 2004 in Hokkaido, but they didn't bring it into operation due to financial difficulties. So it's just been there sitting around for like 20 years, rather than being some sort of modern engineering miracle. It's just been sitting in a shed in Hokkaido, and someone went, <laughs> oh, I know. That's the, let's, let's use that down here in Kochi. But check it out, guys. <laughs> into your into your wacky transport. I'm trying to think of any other unusual transport in japan that fits the bill um anything spring to mind pete any odd transport Ooh. they've got the monorail in tokyo they've got mm. the cessna over the sakurajima volcano but like anything quirky anything that's only japan air. specific roof <laughs> roof ride um i'm oh trying dear. to think what the what the weird there, there used to be yeah there's monorails over to like the rainbow uh the rainbow road wasn't there over to that little kind of weird virtual island uh fake island that uh that has the yeah, old diver the, yeah i think i'm fairly certain yeah, there's a really cool weird view. kind of monorail over there yeah that was quite cool I mean, I, I used to tell people to go over there to the um, Uedo Onsen, the really big onsen mm. in the middle of Tokyo, but I think they shut it recently. Right. But there's still, there's still like, uh, well, they've still got the the Future Museum with like Asimo mm. the Robot. And the, the, the monorail in itself is like a cool tourist attraction because you get to see a lot of Tokyo in a way that you wouldn't normally mm. uh, get to do. And uh, I guess also, you know, they're still developing the maglev trains, which is supposed to cut down the time between Tokyo and Osaka and Nagoya by a fair bit of time. It's quite interesting, the maglev, they're, they're digging through all the mountains of central Japan. They've got just loads of tunnels, and uh, that's set to open, I think, in a few years. But uh, mm. 
I don't think it can really hold that many passengers and there's a lot of criticism about it. But that's a topic for another day. Have you been on a um, maglev train? I've been on one from um, Shanghai Airport to Shanghai. Yeah, Yeah. Shanghai Airport to Shanghai. And it does go a fair lick, but you do sort of, you are kind Mm. of left wondering, I mean, this is just the airport transport. I mean, this isn't getting me from city to city, I suppose. In China, I guess everything's kind of spread out. It could be, would be quite a useful thing, really. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it if it takes off or it's if it's just one big. I hope it doesn't take off. Didn't make any sense. <laughs> Wee! That'll be the next That'd the next nightmare. transport, a maglev train that turns into a bloody <laughs> plane. Off, we'll yeah. be back with the fax machine <laughs> in just a moment, guys, and your questions and stories. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got from our listeners this week, Mr. Dawson? We got a message from Damiano from Italy. Hello, Damiano. Uh, is English the only language taught in schools or could an Italian guy nick his way into Japan teaching his native language? Nick his way into Japan. Uh, good luck with the filmmaking uh, career. Uh, Chris, I truly believe you have the right skills and passion. And then some Japanese I don't understand at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Damiano. That's my new yeah. favourite name. If and Damiano. when I have a son, I'm going to call them Damiano. Damiano. That sounds cool, isn't it? I never heard yeah. that name before. That's cool, Damiano. A friend, a friend uh, who does the football ramble. He's but he's named his child. Uh, the middle name is Pete or Peter, and I was like, right, right it's not, I'm, it's not I, Damiano. I own, I own that child. I've decided I'm the godfather. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah, you get adopted by that. I um, I don't know where you can learn Italian in a Japanese school. Like the school I worked at, they taught English and they taught Chinese. And I think they taught a little bit of Korean, but really, I don't know. It's more of a specialist kind of 
topic. I think maybe at like a private school in Tokyo, you could probably find a, a school that teaches Italian, but it's very niche. And I, I don't know if I've only met like probably two or three Japanese people over the last nine years that can speak Italian. So mm. it's a bit of a niche one, unfortunately, Damiano. It's a bit of a tough one. Um, and that's why I, I get so many folks from uh, countries where English isn't the native language, but where people speak English like, you know, to a native level. Um, yeah. The JET program, fortunately, and a lot of teaching programs in Japan, you can only get on them if you are from uh, an English-speaking country like uh, America, Canada, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, mm. or whatnot. Um, it's a little bit unfortunate. It's a little bit tough, but you never know. Maybe you could set up the first Italian language school in Tokyo. Someone's going to message me now and tell me that it already exists, probably. <laughs> it will but, exist, uh, but <laughs> it's obviously we'll just a language that not, not as many people want to learn, I suppose, is it? I guess it's just a bit of a niche one, really. Um, mm. Folks in Japan, I think Europe just seems really, really far away. And uh, mm. it's, it's very often, it's not often that I meet someone who really wants to go and live over in Europe and is serious about it here, unfortunately. Um, mm. And thank you for the kind words about the film career, Damiano. Hopefully next year, something will be on the cards. We've got one here from Ted. Good day, Chris and Pete from Ottawa, <clears> Canada. <throat> I'm planning a two-week trip to Osaka and the surrounding area. That's what happens when you've only had half your bottle of coffee. Half your coffee. Uh, surrounding area. <laughs> Hopefully in September 2022, I have a mobility impairment that makes it difficult to walk upstairs or even onto a curb without assistance. I walk with a cane, but it's still difficult to manage, especially when there's no railing. My question is, how accessible is Japan in general? Or more specifically, Osaka. I definitely won't be trying to climb Mount Fuji, but for things like hotels, restaurants, bars, and so forth, how accommodating will they be for someone with my condition? Seeing as Japan has a fairly large elderly population, I would think that accessibility would be a major consideration, but I have not come across a lot of discussion about accessibility in Japan. Any insights on the topic would be greatly appreciated. All the best. Thanks, uh, guys. Ted, I think because the Olympics, Japan really did invest a lot in infrastructure for accessibility i i I guess i've not really made a video on it before because it's a real kind of niche specific topic but uh i think you'll find ted that apart from climbing mount fuji which is difficult regardless of your physical condition i think you'll find going to a restaurant bar staying at a hotel is a lot it's not going to be a painful experience i think it's going to be uh pretty good and I, I've noticed that most facilities do have like a, like they've they've sort of actually factored it in and um, taken it into consideration far more than I think we do in the UK to be honest. So I think you'll be all right, but uh, do check it out online, do some research online, Ted. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think it will get in the way. Any thoughts, Pete? Any I, I, thoughts I think uh, I mean, just, just by virtue of the fact a lot they do have uh, every building has a lift, every. Um, uh, it, everything's yeah, accessible yeah. by lit, but the problem is when you you know bars and restaurants they can be quite small, uh, which you're not going to get a chair down. So that that that's that that's what I would say. Uh, it's try, try and sort of Google and try and have a look at um, other people on Google who've who've had the same uh, who are in the same situation as you. I would say try try and get a chair or try and get a oh he's not in a chair is he? He's just got a stick hasn't he? Oh, so you might be right there. Yeah, yeah, might be all right. Might I think be, all be right. right. It's just, it, there's just not enough room I would say for for anything bigger than uh, than just a walking space. I would say in a lot of places. But if you've got a stick, you should you should be all right. Sorry, I lost my mind a little bit there. <laughs> and also like 
Be careful which Izakaya restaurants you go inside, because some of them, the seating are on the floor, right? And even oh, I have trouble getting yeah. up off the damn floor when you sit on a tummy Oh, mat. my knees. Oh, scream. man, it's so Absolutely hard. Absolutely scream. <laughs> that's right. So maybe you can get like a bar counter seat, and that's a lot more comfortable, yeah. to be honest, Ted. But uh, <laughs> yeah, don't be deterred. I hope you come here, Ted, and have a great time in September next year. We've got one here from Yana. Uh, over to you, Pete. Coffee time. I've got a message from, is it Iana? Iana. Iana. Yeah. It probably is, isn't Yana. it? Um, hello, Chris Beat. My name is Yana from uh, Brunei. Brunei. I have just turned 28 last Wednesday. Yay! Happy birthday. Many happy, happy returns. Tanjubi Omadetto, or whatever it is. Um, anyways, <laughs> today's question... Omadetto. What was it? Tan, tanjobi. Tanjobi Omadetto. 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 Uh, anyways, today's question is for Chris. Uh, what is your favourite birthday moment from the decade of being in Japan? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, the favourite thing that you did on your birthday, where you, did you go? Uh, when was it? How was the celebration? Uh, any funny encounters slash incidents, etc.? Please share with us your birthday story. Stay safe and thank you for reading my mail. I just love the fact that Yana is very much just into her birthday. <laughs> it's good. I love, love a it. birthday. I hate birthday. Well, yeah, I know birthday. Stop it. Just it's just a reminder every year that I'm being slowly and surely pushed towards the black abyss of death. Good. Um, happy birthday, Yana. <laughs> <laughs> Once you go past that, it just stops being fun. You just want it to stop. But uh, <laughs> I, what is the fact? The fact I don't know really. My birthdays have been pretty lackluster in recent years, especially during mm. COVID. I remember when I was a teacher, though, it was nice. The teacher would like at gunpoint get all the students to write a happy birthday message to me. And uh, it would just be loads of, I'd, I'd walk into a classroom and there'd be like 40 messages and all the kids would sing happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, like in English, which is quite nice. It's quite a powerful like thing walking into a classroom with 40 kids singing happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, that's nice. And then getting 40 cards where... And you're still a curmudgeon. It's, it's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they'd write like things like, I hope you get thin this year, Chris. You should stop eating chicken <laughs> and write little motivational messages in the cards. Yeah, they didn't really work that well, did it? Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't remember what Natsuki's ever got me for my birthday. I think, oh no, I remember about a year or two ago during COVID, I think, we went to uh, a Nyokan, like a traditional Japanese inn with Natsuki, and he bought me a remote control helicopter. And that oh. was, we flew it around this uh, this room in this inn. And then he crashed it into a wall. The blades came off, and his twenty dollar present was no more. And that was like, that was my birthday present from Natsuki. So that was a fun day. Um, yeah, it's my, my underwhelming birthdays in Japan, to be honest. It's oh, not been Chris, good. I'm so sorry Sad, you had such it? a stinky birthday. I, I, I'm never away for my birthday. I should go somewhere for my birthdays. I can't remember last time. I, I've always just been working, to be honest. And I never take days off for my birthday. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm not a curmudgeon about it. I like my birthday, but uh, I'm not a big misery, Chris. <laughs> like Chris, but I uh, very what? much enjoy. I. I wanted to, you know, I wanted my 30th birthday to be like a, I thought it was going to be this big thing, right? I thought someone would throw me like a surprise party and there'd be fun and excitement. But then COVID hit that month and I spent my 30th birthday in a room alone, surrounded by chocolates (laughs) and crisps, doing a live show in front of like 7,000 people. It was kind of fun though. You don't get to do that often, but it's not exactly what I'd ever imagined my 30th birthday would look like, but... It was fun. It, oh, was, never it is what it is. It Those is are my three birthday memories. A birthday <laughs> live stream, a smashed helicopter in a traditional inn, and being told I'm fat by 40 
18-year-old Japanese students. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week to do it all over again. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, check out the extended studio tour on Chris Abroad and have yourself a great few days. We'll be back later in the week on the Abroad Japan podcast. But for now, have a good one, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.